0: I'm Ari Meglin, here with Rachel Pauley, and we're your hosts for the Very Writer Podcast. We are on episode 43, and this week's question is, how do you build a following on social media? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show, and if you enjoy our episode, please give it a like. Now, we are definitely not the experts on social media, but then that has never stopped us weighing in with all of our thoughts on how to do stuff, Seriously. As authors it's kind of a givens that you need to be on at least one social media platform but how do you build that all-important following when people don't even know who the hell you are? So here are our tips on how to build a following. My first one is pick your platform carefully. I think it can be quite easy to get overwhelmed on social media platforms, I know I always found that. So instead of trying to be on all of them straight away, just pick One or two. In fact, I actually think one is better. Just pick one and build on that one. And you probably want to spend a bit of time trying to figure out which platform you want to try best. Now, I actually came very late to social media, like fashionably late. I joined most platforms in 2016, I think it was. And I actually didn't touch Twitter uh, back then. I actually hated Twitter, which is hilarious because it's now my most popular platform and I'm on it all the time but that didn't happen until 2018. (laughs) And what happened was I went on Instagram, I went on Facebook and Tumblr and LinkedIn and blah 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 all those and honestly didn't really like any of them. Worked with them, figured certain things out but I ended up on Twitter again, I can't remember why, I got drawn back to Twitter and I started working with it more and it became my easiest one to use. Now, if I hadn't have tried them all, I probably wouldn't have figured that out. So it did make sense to to try all the different platforms to figure out what works best for you and work with that. Now, a quick sneaky point there are different audiences on different platforms. You often hear that maybe the younger audiences will be on Twitter and Snapchat and TikTok, and older audiences are on like Facebook, and that can make a difference depending on what you write and where your audience is. But honestly, if you're not sure about social media or you're just trying to build a following, I would honestly scrap all that and just spend time on the platform that you are finding the easiest the platform that you enjoy and work from that you can always move to other platforms later on when you really need to start thinking about your audience but honestly there's writers and readers all over all these platforms of different ages and whatnot so just try different ones and figure out which one you like the most.
1: I think that's probably the number one tip that either one of us can say is to pick your platform carefully because you you bring up all excellent points. There's a different audience on every single platform. Every platform works differently. Like Twitter, it's just all statuses for the most part, which you can add videos and photos. Instagram is all photos with just a quick caption and a bazillion hashtags for some reason. That was actually my biggest problem when social media first came out. Because like when Facebook first became a thing, I had just turned 13, so therefore I didn't need my parents' permission, technically. So I was all excited, and I used Facebook a lot. Now I hate Facebook. I don't remember when I joined Twitter, to be honest. I don't even remember when it came out, but I don't think I joined it right away either. And if I did, I wasn't... On it all that often. Now I'm on it all the time, and that's mostly because of the Mary Rider game. So I can blame Ari for that one. <laughs> Instagram, on the other hand, I hated Instagram when it first came out, and the reason I ended up making uh, an account on Instagram was to monitor whatever my cousins were doing because they technically weren't old enough, and I, you know, I just needed to make sure that they were being safe on the internet, and. Now I'm still on Instagram, but I'm iffy about it. That's a whole nother story. But when it comes to picking your platform, you definitely need to do what you like the best. Like I just said, I'm iffy on Instagram. Twitter is quick and easy, whereas Instagram, I feel like is more in-depth. And of course, there are plenty of other social media platforms, but these are the two I have the most experience with. So that's all you're getting from me. So yeah, basically you just need to go on whichever one you have the most fun with and the one that's easiest for you to manage without burning yourself out. And you mentioned the different audiences on the different platforms. I personally feel like there is a ton of writers on Twitter. Like hashtag writing community is such a huge hashtag. And I feel like on Instagram, it's more book bloggers and book reviewers and readers because bookstagram is a thing. There are plenty of writers and plenty of readers on Twitter and Instagram anyway, but I feel like if you're looking for readers, you'd want to gear more towards Instagram, but if you're looking for fellow writers, your best bet is to look on Twitter. So with that said, uh, my next tip is to keep a consistent engagement schedule because no matter what social media you're on, whether you're on one or 12, you you need to engage with your followers and with the people that you follow. Because otherwise, if you just constantly post stuff, but you never give back at all, people are going to quickly unfollow you. And they're not going to care what you have to say. I've seen people on accounts where they just, if they have a book that they want to promote, that's all they tweet about or that's all they post pictures about on their Instagram. There's no real emotion behind it. You don't get to know the author as a person. It's just, hey, here's my book. I did a thing. Go buy it. Go enjoy it. Leave a review. It's all me, me, me without the person behind it. The bottom line is you want to engage with your audience so that they get to know you and then from By getting to know you, you can get to know them and you can, you know, become friends and make connections, build relationships for your writing and for reading. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. The the bottom line (laughs) is keep a consistent engagement schedule so that you can get to know your followers and your followers can get to know you. And that's the best way to build relationships.
0: I concur. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're so right about like, It's very noticeable if you're posting all the time and not responding to people's comments and not like showing any interaction with other people. I mean, I appreciate, you know, depending on how many followers you've got, if there's hundreds or thousands, the likelihood is you're not gonna be able to respond to everybody. You're not gonna be able to contact everybody because you don't even see everybody's feeds because you know, the social media gods are forever messing with their stupid algorithms and making things different so you don't see everything. But one thing I always found interesting is the people that go around, like you said, hey, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. That's all they do. They don't share anybody else's book. It's like, as you said, Twitter is quite heavy with writers. And and I know like, we're all looking for readers. Of course we're looking for readers. But writers are readers. And also we're a community and we should be supporting each other. So you should be connected with writers. It's a great support network. And you should be sharing their work and you know cheerleading for them because first of all it's a really good thing to do you know be nice be cool be kind and second that might end up being a reciprocity with them and they'll do it for you but that's not why you should do it you shouldn't do it assuming they're gonna do it for you let's not have a tally I've been really nice to these people they should be nice to me let's not be that sort of person but you know nice begets nice I assume I don't know maybe I'm not nice enough (laughs) I'll no, say so it's like you should you should connect with people not in a hope that you'll gain something back from it but just because it's fun to connect with people it's fun to meet writers I mean me and Rachel would never have met if you live in America I live in the UK we wouldn't have bumped into each other on the street nope so it's it's connected with that making new friends and now we've got a podcast from it win <laughs> yeah look look at us go <laughs> but but just speaking
1: of whatever you just said about like you know supporting others. Don't follow for follow. That's stupid. Do not do that. So obviously, this whole podcast, take our advice with a grain of salt, but actually take this advice. Do not follow for follow. That's just dumb. And then especially have those people who they'll follow you. And then once you look at their bio and you're like, oh, this actually seems like a decent person and you follow them back. And the next day they unfollowed you because some person decided that you need to have more followers than following
0: yeah i don't know why i don't know why that makes sense who's checking this stuff? who's going oh my gosh look they've got more following than followers who has got time to check people's right. bios for that crap
1: exactly yeah so just don't do that and also like i know i'm bouncing back but i remembered my point to keep a consistent engagement schedule keep a consistent engagement schedule so that you don't burn out so that you can schedule like a block of time Each day or every other day to go through your notifications, to go through other people's feeds and like and share and all that jazz so you don't burn out. That was my original point that I could not think of.
0: (laughs) We get there in the end. (laughs) (laughs) With that, let's go on to my next point, which is the importance of posting time. You'll probably find that each platform has different times when people are on them the most. Obviously, you've got to adjust for time zones. I'm in the UK, which means my time zone is GMT, which is Greenwich Mean Time, or in summer it's BST because we like to move the hour about. However, most of my audience seems to be in America, so I have to think about that when I'm posting. And I will, like on Twitter, I have. I post like four times a day for the Murray Writer game. That means I'm catching people at different time zones and I'm not like sticking it on the best time for me and then assuming everyone's going to hopefully see it. Doesn't work that way. You'll find that many of the platforms have an analytics side, like an insights or something like that, where you can actually pull data that'll say when people are viewing your posts or when people are on. And you can use that to sort of pick the best times. There is an app or a, a program or a website, I'm not sure, that actually tells you for Twitter that you can log in. It's not TweetDeck; it's something else. If I were Tweetoid, Tweetoid, I think it's that. I will find out and link it in the description. That will actually give you the best, when your personal audience, you link it to your Twitter, it's your personal audience, when they're online, the best days that they're on, the highest engagement. And you can use that data to kind of say, oh, wow, people are always on my. Twitter feed, you know, Monday at 4pm, that's when I'm going to put my biggest, most important information or that's when I'm going to put my funniest memes, I don't know, whatever you post. That can be really helpful because if you are literally firing off posts and tweets at 3 in the afternoon and it's 2 in the morning for most of your audience, that's probably why you're not going to get many followers or engagement. So it does take a bit of time and if you go on Google and put in like best posting times there's a bazillion pinterest images that will come up with like these are the best times for these platforms again consider time zones but it does give you an idea and then what you do is you can use your own posts and insights and data and work out the best for you and then what i did was when i did that i then made a note on each of my platforms what dates and times are the best for me and then i kind of try you know try and you post on those times the most and it has helped i have noticed a difference there you guys go there's another tip use analytics unlike rachel
1: <laughs> i think i knew you could do that but i just never thought to do that because i have i've googled like the best times to post on twitter instagram or what have you and you get depending on which website did the research you'll get like a a wide range of times but they also give you How many times you should post a day. Like Twitter, I think they say you should post about like 15 or 10 to 15 tweets per day. Whereas Instagram, they say don't post more than one or two times per day. And I think I've always followed that. I've always tried to because Twitter is so fast-paced and it's constantly refreshing, constantly moving. So I tweet a few times a day. I tweet I think like 10 times a day. Whereas Instagram I haven't posted on Instagram in a while, but (laughs) Instagram I only I only post like once or twice a day Because that's really all I have the time for to be honest with the images images take a long time If you're looking for something that's quick and fairly easy go over to Twitter rather than Instagram
0: And all that you gotta gotta put your caption. It's massive. You know people write these long captions I'll be honest. I I rarely read people's captions anything important. You need to put it in the graphic because I am just flicking through and liking things and maybe putting a comment, but I am nine times out of ten not reading your caption. Never read the captions. (laughs) Put it in the graphic!
1: Yeah, because now Instagram you can add more than one image to a post, so you can just have people swipe. It's fine. That I will do. If I notice that the little dots are there, I'll swipe because Mm. my curiosity will get the best of me. Even if I'm- even if the image has nothing to do with what I am What I care about, I'll, I'll still look at all the pictures.
0: <laughs> but one
1: of the ways that I keep a consistent posting schedule is I use uh, scheduling tools such as Buffer, which I know we've talked about Buffer in another <laughs> episode at one point. We kind of rambled on about it. But Buffer is an amazing scheduling tool. You can link up your Twitter, your Facebook, Pinterest, And Instagram, if you have a Facebook page.
0: I thought you could only do that if you had a business account with Buffer, because I have a Facebook page, and they've taken my Instagram off me because I'm not paying uh, the business tier.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing to know. I didn't know that. I saw the word Facebook, and I was like, nope. (laughs) So now my Buffer is really just my Twitter account. Uh, But you can schedule, you can have up to eight accounts on any platform, really. You could have eight Twitter accounts if you wanted to. And you can schedule up to a hundred posts at one time.
0: This is on the paid... paid yeah, premium. that's on the paid
1: plan. I forget what the free
0: plan is. You get three, three platforms and ten posts each. T- ten schedule oh, okay. slots. Good for you, Ari, for remembering. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it was. I mean, they keep changing things, so I could be really out of date, but that's what it was. That's true. That's true. Again, take us, take our advice with a grain of salt. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we
1: mentioned it in the previous episode. We really don't know what we're doing. (laughs) We're learning this as we go along. Uh, But for, but if you did want to get a scheduling, buffer is the best. Just, just go with buffer. But if you did want to get a scheduling tool for Instagram, I've been trying out later. It's more pricey. I think, especially depending on the amount of content that you want to share, it can get pricey, Uh, but it does have link in bio. That's for free, which is kind of nice. Link in bio allows you to add a link to your picture, and then the link in bio link goes in your bio. This sounds crazy, but the link in bio link goes in your bio, and when you click on that link, it'll show you all of your Instagram images, And if you like an image that says, you know, you wrote an article or some something, somebody can click on that image and it'll bring you straight to the article. So that's what I like about it because Instagram doesn't allow you to post links ever because it's ridiculous. I went on a tangent there again. (laughs) My whole point is keep a consistent posting schedule so that your followers will know what to expect from you and they can say, oh, so-and-so is going to post something in a little bit, I can't wait to see what article they wrote today or something like that. And it'll just show that you're active, thus gaining more of a
0: following and hopefully more engagement. I have to say, I use Buffer. I think I found out by it from you. But I, I'm assuming this is what you'll find on most schedulers. And as I said, we, we love Buffer. That's what we use. But obviously there's Hootsuite, there's Later, there's there's a, like Planner, I think there's one called. There's Tailwinds. There's loads. Go and have a look. Yeah. But one of the things we like, especially with Buffer, is you can create slots on days and at certain times. So how I do it with my Twitter is every day I have slots on certain times. And then so like the game that we play, I I know exactly which slot, which time slot to put those game questions up every day. And it's just like straight up, easy, quick, clean and it, it allows you to keep your consistency, like Rachel said. You, you figure out your best times, you figure out your best dates, and then you go to your scheduler and you create slots on those times and on those dates. And then that just takes most of the worry away. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, what's the best time on Saturdays I should be posting on Facebook? It's like the slot's already there. 8 p.m. on Saturday, that works best for me. The slot That's the only slot I have, so I can just drop something in and I know that that's going to hit my audience the best. So, definitely, consistent, consistent posting and using a scheduler is so important. Because <laughs> Hootsuite is good,
1: too. That's actually what I used to use before I found Buffer. But with Hootsuite, whenever you wanted to add something, you had to do everything manually. You would write your post, and you would input the time and the date, and then you would schedule it. Whereas, as Ari just said, with Buffer, you can create a schedule. And then when you're ready to post something, you can just click on the time and day that you want to post it, input your stuff, hit save, and boom, it's done.
0: It takes the backbreaking work out of posting on social media. I mean obviously you still have to go and engage, which is good, and you can still throw up the odd random tweet, the odd random post, but if you want to be active on social media, use a scheduler. Seriously, I don't know how anyone is posting on social media as frequently as a lot of people do without a scheduler. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that kind of time. I don't know, maybe a lot of people have a lot of time, but I do not have that kind of time. I don't have the the mentality
1: to do that. <laughs> I sit down once a week, and I say, here are my posts for the
0: week, and then I hit schedule, and I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I'm going to hit my final point, which is, what is your purpose of being on social media? So, probably should have addressed this earlier, but... Never mind. I think it's important to consider just why you want to be on social media uh, on the different platforms. You can't just say, I want to market myself on Twitter and then spam everybody in your timeline with your book. We've talked about that. People hate it. We hate it. Don't do it. Seriously, don't do it. Defining your purpose actually helps you work out which platform is best for you. So do you like quick engagement? Do you like sharing lots of visual content? Do you prefer talking rather than typing? So would YouTube be better for you? By deciding what you want to do, what you want to get out of it, and how you want to do it, and why, it makes the platforms you pick work better for you. I mean, when I got on Twitter, I hated it, so I ignored it. And then when I went back to Twitter and created the Mariah game, I wanted to connect with writers, not readers. That would be helpful. I should probably try harder to connect with readers. (laughs) But I wanted to meet other writers, and I wanted to find people who I could chat with and who understood the crap nope let's be nice who understood the stresses as a writer that I, I was going through and i found that creating the game and drawing writers into this little community and then talking about their work their processes themselves was a really fun way of doing it and then that's kind of expanded and now we're learning more about their wits so i've got like you know the number of writers i know on twitter and i've got a list of the the books that are going to be coming out and i was oh just keep an eye on them <laughs> because that's what you can do And that was the purpose when i decided to move to twitter that was my purpose and it's worked out i haven't really got a purpose with facebook which is why i'm barely on facebook and i think that's another reason why you should stick to one or two platforms if you try and go on everyone on every platform and you're like putting the same content up that can be a little tedious especially if several people are following you from all platforms but then they say you should use different content on each one that's an awful lot of new content you've got to come up with so really, what is it that you want to do? If you want to just sell your book, fine. If that is your purpose, then pick the best social media platform for that and then work out the best system. Is that going to be putting up reviews that you've received? Is it putting up testimonials of your beta readers? Is it putting snippets up? Is it putting graphics up? Is it putting buy links? I mean, if you're literally just putting buy links, buy my book, you're doing it wrong. And I, I will say that with 100% confidence, you are doing it wrong. Try other things, because you're not going to get following with just buy my book links. Nobody likes that. And I know I say that a lot, but I really want it to get home to everybody how much we hate that. I've already received several DMs recently of people who are followed going, oh my God, thanks. Do you want to buy my book? It's like, <laughs> I'm going to unfollow you immediately. Anyway, I digress. Figure out what, why you want to be on social media, what you want to get out of that specific platform, and then work out what you want to do with it.
1: Deciding on your purpose when you go on social media is definitely something that you should do first i I think our first point I said you should do that first, but I'm saying no to that anymore. <laughs> you should figure out your purpose, and that's what's going to help you decide which social media platform you're you want to be on uh, because again, we already mentioned there's a different audience on every platform. You don't want to be on every single platform because you don't want to burn yourself out and you want to make sure that you're on a social media platform that's easy for you. As Ari just said, whether you want quick engagement or sharing content or if you like talking rather than typing, or if you'd rather take photos of everything, it's totally up to you. Uh, When I first started on social media, I didn't have a purpose. I just, when a new social media came out, I you know, some social media I didn't join right away, but when I was younger, yeah, I joined it right away because it was the new thing and everybody was on it and that's not a good purpose. So if you're a writer and a new social media platform comes out, don't join it just for the sake of joining it. The only way to find out about a social media platform is to join that platform and post content and engage with the audience and things like that. And so I get the the research part of it, but if your sole purpose of joining a social media is just because it's brand new and think you think you'll reach a new audience, that's not the way to go, because every social media acts
0: different that's, That is so true. and also you can you can learn about a, a platform without actually being on it. You can always go on and look at some online courses and see the sort of features that some of these platforms have because then you can go yeah. I don't want to be on that rather than signing up and having to then go through the arduous process of of unsubscribing and closing your account, which, you know, it seems like it should be easy. You go on, you go to settings, you close account. But it always seems to be that little bit more where they still email you and it's, are you sure you want to? And don't forget to type in this 14 digit number. And, you know, no. So I I agree with that. It's like, don't just jump on. It's like, I know when TikTok came out, I was like, I got TikTok. And I've seen so many authors come out going, oh my god, they so, it TikTok's so good for creating mini interviews or teaser trailers. And I'm just like, I'm sure that's really good. But I'm not just going to jump on there. And, I mean, it might be one of those things like Twitter, where actually it's the best platform for me. But honestly, at this moment, I, I just can't bring myself to to go on another platform. I am really managing to stay on the ones I'm on now.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. But I think... It's funny because in a previous episode, we were talking about TikTok, and I was saying how I'm not on TikTok. I think TikTok is ridiculous because I say that about a lot of social media (laughs) platforms. But uh, guess what? Over the summer, I downloaded TikTok, and (laughs) I'm not on there. I'm not posting videos on there, but I can tell you, I have wasted many, many, many
0: hours watching stupid (laughs) videos. But TikTok is a delight. (laughs) I have to admit, I see videos because I see them on Pinterest. I'm not on TikTok, I'm using Pinterest to sort of spy on TikTok videos. And honestly, I I can, especially the animal ones, I can spend hours on that, which is is bad. Don't (laughs) download the actual app
1: because you will, you will lose the entire day. (laughs) Like, I sit there, I lie in bed with my phone and I watch TikTok for two hours before going to sleep. It's bad. (laughs) I'll be like, one more video and then two hours later, I'm like, I should probably go to sleep. (laughs) But I have seen plenty of readers and plenty of authors. Like I've seen people do book reviews. I've seen authors like do book trailers for their books and things like that and character aesthetics. And it's kind of cool. And I've, I'm not going to hop on that bandwagon anytime soon, but I'm kind of curious to give it a try just to see what happens. (laughs) I'm kind of going back to against everything that I just said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are consistent with our inconsistencies.
1: We, we say that, you know, posting images on Instagram take a lot of time, but to create a video, even if it's
0: just one minute. With that said, I think, I think we've covered quite a bit of stuff on this episode. Think- so let's just do a quick recap. Our suggestions are pick your platform carefully. Don't just jump on every platform and don't go on all of them all at once. Take your time, go on one at a time, figure out the best platform for yourself. Keep a consistent engagement schedule. There's no point just putting stuff up. You need to connect with the people responding, liking, commenting on your posts. The whole point is it's social. So you do need to connect with people and like, it's almost like networking. So find time to go onto your platform and respond to people and connect with them. Don't forget the importance of posting times. Make sure you're hitting the best times your audience are around. Use data and analytics to figure that out. Obviously it might be a bit of trial and error, but do try. Keep a consistent posting schedule. Not only does that mean that you're not burning out, it also means that people know when to expect things. So if you if you post a blog on your website on Fridays at six, then if you then link that to Twitter at seven on Fridays, people will get used to seeing that and they know that that's when the post will appear and they're more likely to read it, I'd like to think. Figure out what your purpose is on social media on that platform or those platforms and use it to your advantage otherwise you are literally just wandering blind trying to figure out what the best thing to post is and you can end up just shoving crap up support each other you know we are a community writers readers just help other people share their links share their books share their articles chat to them give advice listen to people you know it's social media is social and it's also a bit stressful so let's make it nice and easy for each other and one quick little extra it should be organic don't buy followers don't follow for follow all of that is a manipulation of the system and all you're doing is creating numbers it's like you don't want fifteen thousand people following you who aren't readers who aren't interested in you as a writer they're just people who you know they're bots or they're people who followed you because you followed them first or whatever or they've done a follow for follow what is the point seriously what is the point it's better to have a hundred people who actually are interested in what you've got to say or want to know about your book, who want to know about you, than 50,000 people who don't give a crap who the hell you are. Quality over quantity. See, Rachel says it quicker and easier and more efficient than I did. Okay, with that, we hope you enjoyed our episode. If you have any tips on how to build a following on social media, if you're one of those whiz people who've managed to do it brilliantly, organically, do share that in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Podcast. Want some extra content? Then head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get yourself some extra bonus content. Tune in next week for another episode of the Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by arguments over tea and coffee. Which side are you on? The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.